They like, Daddy, what you been on? Tell them not to throw my Prada low, slip on. Don't be trying to let these niggas know my every move. For that plot, keep a clip. It go Benny Boo. Give me room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter. In full transparency, I apologize. I apologize for not having an episode on Saturday. I'll tell you guys what happened. So I was in the middle of recording an episode, like in the middle of recording. And you know on the top of the computer where it says like update ready or update now. And I don't know why I was compelled to click it. And usually when I do click it, I do like remind me tomorrow or in an hour or whatever. For some reason, I felt like clicking it as I was recording and I accidentally clicked update now and when it did that my whole uh, recording stopped halfway it was it was just it was just bad at that point I was done technical difficulties it was late so again I apologize I apologize for the people that was wondering where was the episode I apologize I got you but Please do me a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would definitely mean a lot. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers by my birthday, which is in a month. So I appreciate you guys and please subscribe if you can. Today's episode, we're going to talk about all the stuff that's been happening with the fans and, and you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Naomi Osaka uh, dropping out of the French Open or withdrawing, let's say, from the French Open. We're going to talk about a little Russell Westbrook, and, and you'll understand when I get there. We'll talk about the the recent um, report about Julio Jones maybe going to the Seahawks. We'll talk about Jake Paul fighting uh, Tyron Woodley, and we'll end with some lacrosse. But here's where we'll start. So the biggest news that's been happening is, of course, the fan interactions with the athletes with the players um Westbrook had a fan throw or drop popcorn on his head uh Trey Young was spit on by a player and or by an athlete I'm ooh, I'm sorry Trey Young was spit on by a fan in New York uh and recently a bottle a fan in Boston threw a bottle at Kyrie hell just the other night a fan ran onto the court in Washington and here's, 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 you know, you're, you're getting a lot of think pieces out of it. You're getting a lot of, uh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Here's the thing. I under, I, I want to, I guess, hearken to what KD uh, said when he was like, people have been in the house for God knows how, or for a year for quarantine and everything. And, you know, they've been restless, they've been antsy, and then they just want to get out. And they see that this moment, this opportunity is, you know, is allows them to get out and allows them to, I guess, express themselves. But I will take it a step further. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this a little bit with Naomi Osaka, but as fans, which is short for fanatic, fans don't. A lot of fans don't understand that just because a person makes, you know, is extremely talented at their at, at their craft, uh, is an athlete that make millions upon millions of dollars in the spotlight, people feel, I think people forget the aspect that these athletes are also people. Um, and 
when you look at let's just let's let's look at the let's look at the Kyrie Irving. No, let's look at the Russell Westbrook incident. Uh, it was a fan. They were they the fan was upset, I guess, and they poured popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head. There's uh, unless you're just you're just wild in the brain. There's no reason why you. I mean, let me say this. I understand. I understand that you're looking at a player like it's hard. It's hard for some people to look at LeBron James and not think, "Wow, that's LeBron." Wow, that's or it's, let me say this. It's hard for people to think or look at LeBron and not and and, and not say, "Dang, like that." That's LeBron James, man. That's that's LeBron. That's arguably greatest player ever. Blah blah blah. But not once do you think, well, you know, that is a person still. You know, that's still LeBron. That's still, he still has a family. Um, These fans, man, these fans look at the players. They look at, they don't look at them as human beings. They look at them as something like higher ups. They look at them as, they look at them as things they can't achieve, things they can't reach. And and and, and until and because of that, I believe they kind of lose humanity towards athletes. Because they again they look at the athletes and they think, well, hey, <laughs> he makes X amount of dollars, he's X amount famous. It doesn't matter what I do. Which isn't which isn't the case at all. You see, when you when you look at when, there should be no reason why a fan now I, I hear a lot of people saying you know now we should we should just bar fans from like we should we should go back to having no fans in this in the stands I don't agree with that but I will say this the fans that feel that they can do something like they can spit on a on a player. They can throw popcorn on a player or throw a bottle. I would say to that, again, understand that you're not doing this to a team. You're not doing this because, or you're not doing this to the final score. You're doing this to a person. These are people that once they're done, and and, and a lot of people forget, they're doing their job. You wouldn't expect someone to come down to to the McDonald's that you work at and spit on you because they don't like how somebody on the line made a McDouble. They wouldn't if you work in if you work as a telemarketer or whatever, you wouldn't expect someone leaving your leaving the 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 telemarketing place. You wouldn't expect someone to pour popcorn on your head because they didn't like what you said on the phone. It's like, again, we we forget that the we because they are athletes, because they're in the limelight, because they play a sport that we love, whether it's football, basketball, anything. We forget that these are not we. Some people forget that these are people. Russell Westbrook is a father. He is a husband. He's a son to somebody. Kyrie Irving is a father, a son to somebody. Trey Young is a son to somebody. And it's like, we just, we, 
people forget that when we and, and also people forget that they're doing their job. Now, yes, their job is to play basketball or play football or to play a sport when other people's job might be a long nine to five, whatever. But this is their job. And you're dealing with people, man. And it's like, it's, it's, at some point, you have to look at it as two things. Now, for the, I, I think that when we talk about the Westbrook incident, the, 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 the Trey Young incident, the Kyrie incident, I think that that was pure aggression. I think that was just stupid as far as, People not really looking or not really people not really understanding that this is an athlete. This is a person. But the, the but the fan that ran on court and this is, I think, the fear that we're kind of getting to is that people are now doing this for attention because. This is we are an attention driven society at this point with social media, with. Hell, all I really heard people talk about was the whole Westbrook incident and, and stuff like that and Kyrie incident, which is what I'm talking about now. But people are just doing this for attention at, at some point. And you're starting to see that the 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 yearning for attention is dehumanize dehumanizing is that even the word dehuman dehumanizing dehumanizing people. So it's, and I said this before, man, again, you're dealing with people and you never know who's having a bad day. Hell, the people that could have done this is having, like the people that, the person that could have, that, that dropped the popcorn on Westbrook, spit on Trey Young, they could have been having a bad day too. But what I will say is this, and I said this on, on Twitter and I, I, I say this all the time. You're going to catch, if you, people that keep doing this and, and. And the whole banning from the from the arena, I don't I don't understand it because I've went to I've been to several basketball games, I've been to several football games, I've been to lacrosse games, I've been to so many sporting events. Hell, I work a lot of sporting events, but I've been to a lot of sporting events as fan as a fan. Not once, not once did I get did they check my ID. Like, not once have I had my ID checked. Now, I did go to game three of the NBA, uh, of, of the Wizards-Philly game, and I still did not get ID checked. Of course, they checked my ticket. They did the whole uh, uh, temperature thing. But not did they still did not check my ID. So how are you saying that you're going to ban somebody or you can ban somebody Yet and still, I don't get my ID checked. They don't check ID. So I don't, that that whole banning people from the game, I don't do nothing, especially when you kind of, even though I know the experience of being in the arena is different, but you get a lot more, a lot better commentary. You get a lot more camera angles at home. So sometimes the at-home experience is better than the banning. So it's like, or better than being there. So it's like, the whole, you know, oh, you're banned. Like, like the dude that ran onto the court the other night for uh, Washington. It's like, you're banning for what? 
Like, it is what it is. Like, if, if I get my little 10, 15 seconds of fame and you're just going to ban me and I can wait until game 25 to come back because you're going to forget. It's like, what's the point now? Again, I've never been banned, so I don't know. But I also know that I've never had my ID checked. So I don't know, man. It's I just feel like the, the penalty needs to be higher, man. First of all, the dude that spit on Trey Young, that should be press charges. That's assault. Like, I've always been told. You spit on the ground. You don't spit on somebody. If you spit on somebody, you ain't got no respect for them, like, at all. But, like, the, 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 these should be taken more serious than the – like, I'm not going to say more seriously. They should be the, – the punishment should be harsher than it is because what is a ban going to do? Like, what is a ban going to do? I remember – I don't know if it's the same, of course, but I remember I got banned – when I was younger, I got banned from the mall because I, what did I do? <laughs> I, uh, I walk, I, I, I had, okay. So, you know, when you try on stuff at TJ Maxx and stuff. So I tried on a couple shirts and I completely forgot that the last shirt I had on, I, I liked it so much. I completely, and I was saying to myself, I'm going to wear this to the counter and pay well i completely forgot to pay and i just walked out security coming out of nowhere like it, it was crazy i got banned from the mall for a year i was at the mall maybe two three days later nothing now again i don't know if it's the same but i do know that a ban ain't gonna do nothing if it's not going to be enforced. And not to mention, again, who cares about getting banned from an arena when you can just watch the game on TV? So I just think that, you know, first and foremost, these fans are getting cra- these fans are getting out of hand. But it also goes back, like, you're seeing crime go up. You're seeing racial stuff go up because people are now being able to come outside after being in, you know, Hell, look, and, and this is a bigger thing. Look at the whole mass shooting thing, bro. As soon as they say, all right, you can come out, mass shooting's going crazy in America. It's like people have have this built, pent in, built up emotion, uh, and they've had it for a minute. And uh, now that they're able to unleash it to the world, now you're starting to see it. Like, there's, there's no way that is a man in their right mind could think that pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook or spitting on Trey Young or or running on a court like is is the smartest thing to do especially if you paid money to go to these places so and it kind of and, and and I'm gonna move I'm gonna move forward it kind of goes to the next part and that's why I haven't really talked a lot about the the person throwing the ball at Kyrie now as we know, and this we're moving on there. As we know, Kyrie used to play for Boston. Um, he the, the, it didn't it didn't go too well. Of course, you remember the whole infamous going in front of the fans and be like, "I'll ha- I'll be here," or "I'll resign if you'll have me." And then he leaves next, you know. And of course, that that takes puts a sour taste in people's mouths. And then. You know, in the playoffs, Brooke, Brooke, the Nets is, is washing uh, 
the the Celtics, and of course the fans are booing Kyrie, and Kyrie steps on the lucky little thing, lucky lucky logo. And a lot of people are saying that's one reason why the fan threw the bottle at Kyrie. Um, you KG came out and said you don't disrespect Lucky, which is the the leprechaun. A big baby came out and said you don't do that. You can really get hurt doing that. Here's the thing, and it kind of goes back to the whole fan thing. People have an irrational connection to teams. Hell, players have an irrational connection to teams. Let's let's really let's really sit here and think about. Let, let's just go with KG first of all. KG had a long stint with the Timberwolves that didn't work. Went to Boston. They he won a championship. Got at the, at the end of the Boston, you know, he started breaking down. They traded him to Brooklyn. Big baby. Big baby wins the championship in Boston. By the bing, by the boom. Gets shipped. I believe he gets shipped to Orlando. The thing is, people have an irrational connection to the team. Hell, even I have an irrational connection. You have, I don't know if you ever realized, but when I talk about Washington, you know, the football team, uh, the 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 basketball team, I always say we. You know, we made a trade. We did this. That ain't got nothing to do with me. They don't even know I exist. But it, fans have an irrational, an irrational connection to teams. They think that these teams are their teams. They think that these teams care about them. These players think these teams care about them. Now, it'd be different if it was like a Steph, uh, if it was like a, if it was like a LeBron or something. But even still. Do you think if Steph Curry wasn't hitting all them threes and bringing all the revenue in for Golden State, you think that they'd care if they – look at Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis was a staple in Golden State. Steph comes. Steph is better than Monte, yes, but Steph makes more – or brings in more money for the organization. They get him out of there. They get Monte out of there. It's like for people to say – and to justify the fan throwing the bottle at Kyrie because he stepped on a on a logo that by and, and and again I'm not I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that Kyrie should have stepped on the logo I mean you do it's a it's a it's a logo not to mention people people running up and down the court all the time do you think about it? people are upset that Kyrie at the end of the game went and stepped on the logo but they don't care that you running up and down the court, stepping on the logo the entire game. But because he did it at the end of the game, after, by the way, beating Boston by like 50,000 points, now that's the problem. So when KG comes back and says, hey, man, you don't do that, man. You don't, you don't, you don't step on Lucky like that, man. Why, why is nobody going to talk about Kyrie disrespecting the logo? Bruh, the Celtics traded you. You think they care about you? They do not. These teams, basketball, football, soccer, look, these teams do not care about you if you do not help them. If you do not bring revenue, bring anything to the table. The Celtics traded you. Big baby. Hey man, you don't do that, bro. You don't step on a logo. You don't you don't do that, man. That's disrespectful. The Celtics traded you. 
to arrive to a rival at the time, which I think he he got traded to the Orlando Magic. It's like for people saying that it was justified for Homie to throw the ball like Kyrie because he stepped on a logo, or people saying that Kyrie Kyrie should watch his back because he stepped on a logo is crazy. Because the logo, you wake up every day and the logo ain't paying your bills. Look, I'm a Washington fan, but I know, I mean, they make moves. They ain't got nothing to do with me. They don't know I exist. Yes, I may have an irrational, and fans have an irrational connection to a team. When I talk about Washington, I say, you know, we did this, we did that. But at the end of the day, I'm not over here if, hell, Washington's probably, you know, probably. Washington's about to lose in the first round. I'm not about to then look up where, where Bradley Bill lives and say, why did you do this to us? Like, like what? Or I'm not going to go to the game and see Joel Embiid, who probably just put 40 on our head and throw a freaking Coke ball at him. She's like, ah, like, you know, man, it's people want to say that it's not. And and I, I it's kind of a it's kind of a thin line because people want to throw racism in there. Honestly, don't think that it's 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 racism, and I'll say this: I think it's talent level. I don't think it's racism because I heard people wouldn't do this to JJ Redick. People wouldn't do this to um, people wouldn't do this to uh, I don't know a, a white player. I let me say this: I think. There is a small percentage of racism in it, but I also think it's talent level. I think they're doing this to the most like they wouldn't do this. They they wouldn't throw a bottle at Tyler Johnson and, and no disrespect to Tyler Johnson, but Tyler Johnson is not as good as Kyrie. Never have been, never will be. So you don't get the same you don't get the same effect that you would if it was a Kyrie, if it was a Curry, if it was a, a Russell Westbrook, if it was a, a Trey Young. Like, you wouldn't get the same effect. I do think that there is racism as far as you're looking at these black athletes dominate a sport. And if you look at all the players, people that's happened to, they've either been Caucasian or close to Caucasian. But I think it's just talent level, man. Because you wouldn't do this to the fifth, to the twelfth person on the bench. You're doing this to someone that it makes a statement. You think that if they now, of course, they'd care because they're still players. But you think that it would be as mainstream if someone dumped popcorn on Ronetto? Now, again, I know they're all players and stuff, and I'm not saying it's like it would be cool if you did it. To really, you shouldn't do this to anyone. Players non-players, athletes, non-athletes, you shouldn't disrespect someone like that. What I'm saying is, I think people, it's envy. People are envious that they can't do what Russell Westbrook does. They can't do what Kyrie does. They can't do what Trey Young does. Not to mention the fact that these players are killing your team. Trey Young was destroying and has been destroying the Nets. This or the Knicks, this entire series. Russell Westbrook, even though he's had some crazy games and we'll talk about in a second, Russell Westbrook has still he, damn near averaging a triple-double again in the playoffs. 
Kyrie is getting four, 39s and 40-point games on your favorite team. I think it's envy, man. It's envy for the fact that you look at Kyrie and say, I can't do that. And that envy turns into anger. It's envy that you're looking at Westbrook saying, damn, he's 6'3", yet he's dunking on people and doing all this, and, and you can't do it. So, man, and, and, and hey, KG, bro, and, and all the people are saying, not just KG and Big Baby, but all the people that are saying that it's justified that a fan threw a projectile at Kyrie Irving because he stepped on a logo and left a team, by the way. Yet and still, a team will trade you. They Look at the team. DeMar DeRozan came out and said he loves everything about Toronto. He loves Toronto. He never wants to leave Toronto. Toronto is his second home. They traded his ass out there. They traded him quick as hell when they saw that Kawhi Leonard was available. Hell, (laughs) Monte Ellis was a staple, a staple in Golden State. They traded him as soon as Steph Curry got on the scene and Klay Thompson got on the scene and realized, oh, they can't really coexist. Like, you think... You think these organizations really care about you? Yet and still, you're going to throw a projectile for an organization? You're going to throw a projectile at a player? Could you Now, imagine... And this is the thing that I think is the craziest. Imagine if... In fact... Let's 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 take a look at Malice in the Palace. A fan threw a whole, I think, a whole cup of a whole thing of popcorn and soda at Ron Artest. Ron Artest beat the brakes off of him, and now, and of course, we know the madness that ensued and everything. But they sus- they suspended Ron Artest the entire season, I believe. That's money taken out of his pocket because he was retaliating for something. Something that someone did to him. But I'm almost sure they said yeah, that player gets banned or that, that fan gets banned from the Pistons or Pistons like the Piston. Yeah. I put money that fan can go into a, if he's still alive, Lord willing. I put money that fan can go into a game right now. But Ron Artest ain't getting that money back that he was suspended for. Steven Jackson got suspended. Like, you're going to get the right one, bro. You're going to get the right one. You're going to get the right one. And and when you do, just understand that this was, you know, this was this was asked for. Because you're, 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 st- you're, you're playing with people. These are people that you're playing with. And a lot of those, most of the times, almost every time, them people ain't playing with you. So I'm going to say, let's move forward, man. So like I said, the NBA playoffs are going on, and I'm not going to talk about every series right now. I'm just going to talk about things that I've seen. I like, let's, we might, you know, we might talk about every series, but just things I've seen. First and foremost, I'm really enjoying the matchup between Donovan Mitchell and John Morant. You know, I, I did an episode... Uh, a couple, you know, maybe a week or two ago, about who's next up. You know, after the current stars, the Currys, the Kyries, the 
the the Durants, LeBrons, once they get a little older and and you know start retiring, who's going to be the next stars? And John Morant, I believe, was on my list. And we're starting to see John Morant. I mean, he had a 47-point game the other night. Like, John Morant is looking good, man. And Donovan Mitchell, and I said this, Donovan Mitchell, you're, he's showing you why he's the MVP for Utah. Utah looked bad, like offensively bad, the first game. And that's the one that they lost. Now, they, they lost three. I mean, they've won three straight. And they look like the dominant team that is the number one overall seed for a reason. So, you know, I, I'm just liking what I'm seeing. Now, I don't I I, th- I don't know if this is here's the thing. I'm hearing a lot of people saying that uh Utah, I mean not Utah, that Memphis is is just a couple years away. Like they just need some time to develop and everything. And that could be the case. That could be the case. But I look at Memphis and there's a lot of good with Memphis. They have good def- you know Dylan Brooks is a is a scrappy good defender. They have uh, Grayson Allen, who's who's come out and shooting. Jaron Jackson, who's a good young uh, piece. And, of course, John Morant, Valachunas. Like, they have some really good pieces. The problem with – the problem that I see with Memphis is do they have enough scoring? Yes, you have John Morant, but John Morant can't really shoot. He Now he can slash. He can do what he can do. Dylan Brooks, he's on and off. G- Grayson Allen, he, I mean, he's a bench player. Like, not, And not only do they have enough shooting – do they? I think they have enough grit. Uh, they 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 can they can defend. It's just do they have enough scoring to win a championship? And I think that's what we'll see over the years. But I don't think that's why I think that. That's why I think. Well, first of all, one reason why I think that they're down three one against Utah is Utah is just the deeper team and better team. But you know we're starting to see the lows, the scoring lows. Now a lot of that is due to Utah's defense, but. Um, yeah, man, this is this has been an exciting series, bro. Another exciting series has been Clippers and, and Dallas, man. Before what last Friday, it was looking it was looking pretty over for <laughs> for the Clippers, man. Kawhi Leonard, while he was playing good, Paul George playing good, nobody else was. They weren't defending Luca. Luca was going crazy. And now Luca has like a nerve thing going on, and I hope that, that gets better. And the series is tied 2-2. That's a good series, man. That is a good series. And and what we're seeing in the series, this series is kind of the same thing we're seeing in the Washington and Philly series is that one of your best players, Luka and Ben Simmons, is a liability when it comes to the free throw line. I mean, Ben Simmons right now, I think he's shooting 25% from the free throw line. I think Luka's shooting 40%. Now, these are players that not only have the ball in their hand a lot, but these are star play or your star players. Now I know you have Joel Embiid for Philly, but they're not winning with just Joel Embiid. If they do, hell, Ben Simmons missing those free throws, a lot of those free throws uh, cost them the game. I mean, it was close, and then of course they they did the hack of hack of Ben Simmons, and and it cost them the game. So I I don't I'm not. This is not taking away from the greatness of of. Ben Simmons and, and Luca, but I do think that if they plan, if you don't want your free throws to affect winning, and it affected winning for Ben Simmons, and this is, you know, let's let's stay on Ben Simmons for a second. Ben Simmons is an incredible player, 
And we've talked about this before, but we it has to be talked about right now. Ben Simmons is an incredible player. Ben Simmons is six what ten, six eleven, uh, point guard pretty much. Uh, his defense, I mean, he's he's in the running for defensive player of the year. He could win it. Who knows? But here's the thing that I I I don't like about Ben Simmons, or I'm not gonna say I don't like because it doesn't matter what I like or don't or do like. This is the problem that I see with Ben Simmons is let's say you have a car and the car runs smoothly, but that, that, mm, that, 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 uh, that, 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 that check engine light has been on for a minute. And then when you go get it checked, they say, Hey man, you, you got a couple parts that need to change, bro, but you don't address it at all. But you get a you get, you know, new paint. You get new rims. You get a new stereo system. You get new windshield wipers. You get everything new, but you do not address those parts. The thing still goes, and it still is a beautiful car. But you have not addressed those parts, and those parts are holding the car from being perfect. Ben Simmons has not been able to shoot since LSU. Since LSU, Ben Simmons has not been able to shoot. And now he is, what, three or four years? Uh, of course, he did miss a year with, with injury. But three or four years in? Maybe five? And still can't shoot? And that's the thing. It's... The example, the example that I heard the other day was LeBron James. You remember when LeBron James played the Mavericks uh, when he was with the Heat, and he couldn't post, he could not post up to save his life. That was LeBron. That was one of LeBron James's weaknesses. He couldn't post up, and he really couldn't shoot the three, like at all. If you were going to stop the Heat, if you're going to stop LeBron James, make him shoot a three and make him post up. And that's one big reason why Dallas won against the Heat because they exploited LeBron James' weakness. What happened the next year? The next year, LeBron came back, one of the best post players in the league, and I'm not saying he was a sniper from three, but he had a reliable three-point shooter. He was a reliable three-point shooter. You know that he went in the lab and addressed what he needed to address. You're, I'm not I'm not seeing that with Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons, if he had a shot, he would be a he would be a top five player in the league, in my opinion. Six eleven, but I like he he would be a better Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's a little he he has a better hand than Giannis. He's a little more crafty than Giannis. I think he he has a little more touch around now. You know, Giannis will destroy the rim, you know, but he has a little better touch around the rim. And then you just work on your shot. He would be a better Giannis, in my opinion. But he just hasn't done it. And it doesn't look like he cares about doing it, honestly. Like, it just doesn't. Like, and I say it doesn't look like he cares because, like, it hasn't improved. Period. So... 
I don't know, man. It's just it at some point, and we saw it the other night against Washington. That lack of shooting will get in your way. And I'm not saying that Washington's going to come back from three-one and win. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, when you go down the line, there's a reason why Philly. Not not a lot of people outside of Philly fans are saying that they win a championship. It's because they struggle with good teams because good teams understand wall up, wall up, make Ben Simmons shoot, make Joel Embiid shoot. Now, I know Joel Embiid can shoot better than Ben Simmons, even though Ben Simmons has the ball more than Joel Embiid. It just, you know. I just I just don't understand, especially when your livelihood is your skill. You know what I mean? That's why LeBron James, Russell Wilson, they put millions upon millions of dollars to their body because their body is ultimately their check. You're only as like if your body starts breaking down. I'm not going to say the check stop coming, but your career starts getting a little getting a little shaky. That's why they put so much money in their body. Hell, look at Cam Newton. There's people right now that will that will argue up and down that Mac Jones is better than Cam Newton right now because of the injury, because of what we saw, because of the shoulder. Like his body's breaking down, but you're seeing that Cam Newton is starting to change his eating habits, uh, change his lifestyle, and he's being a little more healthier. Hell, he didn't get he didn't have an injury last year. It was COVID. He's making the necessary decision, like necessary changes to be a better player. I don't see that with Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons has he's improved his defense a little bit, but your biggest flaw is not shooting the ball, or you you haven't been able to shoot the ball, and that has not improved. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But with that series, I mean Washington, they're. I, I felt they were going to win a game. Now, it's unfortunate that, you know. And I guess this is where we'll go, and, and we'll we'll connect it with the uh, Phoenix and Lakers. Injuries. Injuries can sway. If you look at, look at majority of all, let me say, the last six. If you look at the last six NBA championships, they've been affected by injury. The bubble, Gordon Dragic was out. I'm not saying that the Heat would have won, but Gordon Dragic was out. Got affected. Golden State in Toronto. KD went out. Clay went out. Steph had was injured one game uh, or two games. DeMarcus Cousins went out. Like the 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 year. Well, that really wasn't injury. That was. Let's go. You can go back to 2016 when the 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 Heat. I mean, no, the Cavaliers came back from three one. Draymond Green was suspended. Bogut went out. Andre Gudala got hurt. And you look at the year Golden State won 2015. Kyrie Irving was out. Um, Kevin Love was out. It's like injuries really do play a part in. In, in basketball in general, but especially in the playoffs. And not only is it a race, of course, and, and a push to the NBA Finals, but it's who is the most healthiest team. That that definitely plays a part. And when you look at it, 
Joel and B going out and, and Anthony Davis going out, those are huge injuries. Now we'll have to see, you know, what happens with Joel Embiid. I don't know if it's serious or not. We'll see. But Anthony Davis, the, here's the reason why I think that this is a now. Do I think that the Lakers could still win a championship? Yes. Without Anthony Davis, no. And here's why. They built this team around two players. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And quiet as is kept, Anthony da- I know quiet. Anthony Davis has had a problem with staying healthy. You know, may it could be one of those situations where He's so tall, you know. You know a lot of big men, especially, hell, look at Yao Ming. Look at Shaq towards in his career. A lot of big men have a lot of lower extremity problems. It's just how it is. I, I guess, hell, look at Dwight Howard in his back. Like, I was to say that the Lakers are built around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And they're not built to us to they're not built as they're built around both of them. They're not built around one. And when I say that, if one of them is out, I'm not saying they can't win. I'm not saying that I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying that they're not. They can't even beat the Phoenix Suns in a series. I'm not saying that. But there's it's built. They're built to have both of them on the floor and. Or both of them on the team healthy. And that, you know, when you look at the the, the pieces, THT, Alex Caruso, Montrez Harold, who can't get any minutes against Phoenix, uh, Marcus Saul, who's been a liability at least defensively against DeAndre Ayton, Andre Drummond, who he's been really good, even though he's been turning the ball over like crazy. And he, uh, DeAndre Ayton's been killing him too. Like, they have pieces. It's just... Their pieces are not their pieces are not built as standalone columns. They're built as support uh, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And quiet as is kept, LeBron James dealing with a high ankle sprain or, you know, recovering from a high ankle sprain, what, 18th, 19th, 19th year in the league. He's not built. I'm not going to say he can't be your best player. And win because I mean I don't think that's true. But for this team, for the Lakers, he cannot be your best player and win without Anthony Davis because of the team around him. There's no like he's not at like LeBron James. I mean he's still going to go down as arguably one of the greatest players ever. But deal, you know, not even being a hundred percent healthy. He's not good enough to elevate the game to a championship, elevate Alex Caruso's game to a championship level. He's not good enough to elevate KCP's game to a championship level. He's not good enough at this at this state of his career. He's not good enough to elevate Kyle Kuzma to a championship level. Hell, if you if, now people people probably say, well, Jalen, they just did it last year. Okay, in the bubble. I don't know if you remember those first two series, but the first two series, Anthony Davis was the best. In fact, the first few series, Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor. Hell, there was an argument 
as to who should be the finals MVP between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Now, it wasn't until LeBron James went crazy, I think, game three and four, where it was like, okay, yes, <laughs> it's LeBron. <laughs> but, but yeah, there was because Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor for most of the playoffs. Because LeBron James, and he knows it. LeBron James knows he's not, I'm not saying he's not good, but LeBron James knows, at least with this group, his greatness is not good enough to elevate them to championship status without Anthony Davis. So when we look at injuries, man, Anthony Davis, you know, that injury is huge for the Lakers. Joel Embiid, of course, we'll see how, but that injury is huge for Philly. Now, again, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that if Joel Embiid's out, Philly won't win another game. Because you still have Ben Simmons, you still have Tobias Harris, you still have Danny Green. But don't be surprised if, if Joel Embiid does not play. Do not be surprised if Washington at least wins another game. Because it's 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 one thing I was watching. I was at game three. Joel Embiid was destroying Alex Lynn, uh Gafford, Robin Lopez. He was any potty that you put in front of Joel Embiid, he was destroy he was cooking. Cause that's Joel Embiid. I mean he's an MVP MVP candidate, you know what I mean? But that injury is 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 taking a huge effect on, or could take a huge effect in that series. The Luca injury, you know, with his the nerve in his neck, that could take a huge effect because while it hasn't really affected his shooting, I, and I, I'm just gonna cape and say that it's affected his free throw, even though his free throw has been god awful. But it's just you know, going back to Phoenix and and the Lakers, man. The, even with LeBron alone. Can 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 he can beat Phoenix? LeBron alone can beat Phoenix. Um, not saying that, not saying that Phoenix ain't good. They can lose to Phoenix as well. But but when you when you look at some of the other teams, I don't think LeBron by himself. If, if Anthony Davis has to miss an uh, extended amount of time, I don't think he's good enough to beat a Utah. I don't think he's good enough to beat the Clippers. I don't think he's good enough to beat Dallas. I don't think he's good enough to beat Portland. I don't think he's good enough to beat uh, Denver. So, injuries is crazy, man. Injuries are crazy. But, you know, the playoffs are still going on. I'm still excited to see what's, what's, what, what comes of it. So, let's move forward. Now, another argument I've been, not argument, another debate I've been getting into is Russell Westbrook. Uh, I've sat here a couple episodes, praise Russell Westbrook, and rightfully so. Russell Westbrook is the triple-double king. He's doing something that probably we'll never see again, especially at a player his height. Uh, but the question and I, th- I think I find it fascinating. Of course, we know Scott Brooks came and said that Russell Westbrook's a top five point guard ever. I, I vehemently disagree. But the top, the point, the 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 question that we have now is: Is he a top five point guard in the league today? And this is why I think he's such an enigma. He's such. A hard person to evaluate because if you look at just the stats, 
Look at just the stats. Oh, hell. I mean, he's averaging a triple-double. Like, yes, he's a top five. If you look at just the stats, yes, he's a top five player in the league. I mean, there's nobody else averaging a triple-double. The next closest is what? Uh, 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 what's his name? Jokic or, or James Harden or something. But that's just the stats. With Westbrook, you have to look at the everything. You have to look at, you know, his impact. Like the other night. The other night, Westbrook, they won the game. He had like 19, 25, and like 16 or something. But he shot three for 20 from the field. And a lot of those shots was, was pretty bad shots. And he has a lot of those games. Like you look at, you look at, now understand, well, no, you look at, even though, you know, I understand maybe the first year when you have, uh, you know, KD leaves and you don't really have much. You, I mean, you have Victor Oladipo and stuff and you lose the first round, but you've played with Paul George. You've played with Melo. You've played with James Harden and hasn't, haven't, you have not made it to a Western Conference Finals. You're playing with Bradley Beal, and you haven't made to a Western. I mean, you're you're about to get bounced out the first round again. Now, I understand a lot of it's not his fault, but again, when you're talking about Westbrook, you have to look deeper. It's not just stats. Which brings me to what I'm about to talk about. The question is, Scott Brooks said he's not a top point guard, not a top five. He no, Scott Brooks said he's a top five point guard of all time. Clearly, I disagree. But the question is, is he a top five point guard now? And it's hard for me to say. Let me see. When you look at, if you just look at stats, of course, he's a top five player in the league. If you look at just stats. But if you look at intangibles, let, let me say this. If you're if you're in a rec, rec center, right? <clears throat> you're in a rec center. You know what Russell Westbrook reminds me of? Russell Westbrook and, and people that play pickup a lot, you know who you you you'll understand. You'll feel me. Pickup, there's always that guy. Like, you know, you're about to run fives, you're about to run fours, threes, whatever. There's always that guy. That's incredibly athletic. That's incredibly like a uh, uh, high energy. He'll dunk on you. He'll he'll ha- he'll his layups. His wrist is above the above the rim. Like he's just uber athletic, and he he gets a lot of rebounds. He he hustles. He is he is mm, like. You you want that energy, you want that player, you know, high athletic, everything. But then you're going to 13, and the score is 10 to 9. And that dude takes a couple crazy shots. Like, oh, whoa. You haven't take you haven't made a jump shot all game, but you're taking fadeaway threes? Or He'll do something. He'll do something crazy, and try to lay it when he should have dunked, and he misses. And then he'll blame. He'll just look around like, "Yo, you, you know," you end up losing the game. 
you look like, bro, all this high energy and you and you're athletic, but your decision making is is not good at all. And you can't shoot. But he can jump out the gym and he has high energy. So it goes back to this. Is he a top five point guard now? I say no. I can't put him over Chris Paul, even though, you know, athletically and, and he's better. I can't put him above Chris Paul. I can't put him above Luka Doncic. I can't put him above Dame. I can't put him above James Harden. And of course, I can't put him above. Uh, I can't put him above Curry. It's really hard for me to put even put him above Kyrie. And that 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 you know, it really it really makes you question, and it really makes me question how Westbrook's going to be remembered. Because again, there's going to be kids 30, 40, 50 years down the road that's going to look at Westbrook and you look at the numbers like, golly, he averaged triple double how many years? And he was how tall? And that that is an all timer, man. And yeah, Westbrook's an all timer, but. You're not gonna you're not gonna see the games where while he had 19, 25, and 16, he shot three for 20. Or he had a you know 50 50 point game, 13 rebounds and 20 assists, but the team lost because he took the worst fadeaway shot ever. You know. Again, man, and and this is no. It sounds like a slight. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I can't really dress it up. It sounds like a slight. I ain't gonna hold you, um, but it's just real. Westbrook, it's it's just it's really how do you what what lens do you look Westbrook at? like? How do you look at Westbrook? Because. It's just tough, man. It's just tough because you know how great of a player he is, but you also know it's not his athleticism, it's not his 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 drive that's holding him back. It's his decision making and his lack of shooting, especially in a league where shooting is king at this point. I mean, I was at game three, like I said, and and Dwight Howard post like pre game was shooting three. Dwight Howard, who was one of unquestionably one of the most dominant big men, especially when he was in Orlando, who couldn't shoot to save his life, by the way, was shooting threes. When when you have small forwards and power forwards have a better field goal or free field goal percentage than you, you know. So yeah, it's to me he's not top five, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Westbrook is still a great player, and it just I do it it does you know, it does I do question how he's going to be remembered. Hell, Allen Iverson is an Allen Iverson is my favorite player ever. Allen Iverson is the reason why I really got into watching sports. Hell, I have an Allen Iverson tattoo on my arm, but. And of course, in, in in a lot of people's eyes, in my eyes, you know, he, he can never do no wrong. That's Allen Iverson. But when you take off the fan glasses, 
Allen Iverson wasn't the easiest teammate to be with, especially towards the end of his career. He wasn't, I mean, due to his size, he wasn't the best. In fact, he wasn't a good on-ball defender. Um, he had a he had a high turnover rate, and he wasn't the best shooter. He can score, but he wasn't the best shooter. So, yeah, man. Shouts out to Westbrook, man. Shouts out to Washington. We <laughs> have to have to get the game tonight, man. So, shouts out. Let's move forward. So, we talked about. We started at the top of the show with the fans and and them going crazy and stuff, and we're gonna go move on to Naomi Osaka. Uh, well, first she came out and said that she's not gonna do any more media. She's uh, due to the fact that or press due to the fact that you know her mental health it, it doesn't re- it doesn't really uh, doesn't really help her mentally you know mentally. And she feels mentally drained when she does it. And she doesn't feel like a lot of the media members have her mental health. Um, Her mental health. She doesn't really feel like they care too much about her mental health. Of course, she got a lot of backlash from it. You know, you hear a lot of people, this is your obligation. You make all this money, which goes back to the fact that people are looking at athletes. It's just athletes, not people. Which is funny. Because last month was wasn't it like Mental Health Month, and people, you, you, you know, you're an athlete, you make this much money, this is what you signed up for, uh, you know. I heard people saying, it's crazy how you have mental health issues, but you're making millions upon millions like that. You hear, I heard a lot of backlash, and in the French Open, they find her, and they said they will continue to find her, and. The, the penalties can go even up to, you know, getting pretty much kicked out or 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 cut from French Open, no matter, like, your ranking or whatever. So then she comes out and says she's withdrawing from the French Open. Which, here's the thing. I, understand, I guess you can say I'm part of the media. I mean, I have this podcast thing. But I guess you can say I'm part of the media. So I understand as far as... The media is trying to get a story. You, They get their money. They get their viewership. They get everything off of content. So I understand that. But you really have to look at, and I really have to put the onus on the leagues, NBA, NFL, uh, the PGA, um, you know, tennis. What do you expect to get from a player that just lost five minutes ago? You think you think that they're going to be in the greatest and grandest of moods to talk to you if they just lost? And, you know, maybe you push push back the, I don't know, maybe you can push it back a couple of hours. Maybe you can push media availability to the next day where they have time to process. But what do you think you're going to get from an athlete, especially an athlete that trained as hard as they train? A lot of them, especially when you look at, like, the Olympics, they train their whole life for an event, and they lose. What do you expect to get from that athlete? You expect to get a a, a thought-provoking, well-established answer, especially five minutes? Hell, what do you expect to get from a winner five minutes after they won? Like, you think you're going to get a thought-provoking, a thought, like, what do you expect to get? That's one thing, and I understand, and I am completely with Naomi Osaka. 
a lot of people put money a lot and I understand, you know, when you grow up not having money. Hell, I grew up not having money, so I can't really uh, hell, I ain't got no money now, but I can't really under I can't really understand the feeling of having millions upon millions of dollars. But a lot of people put money over mental health, over physical health, over uh, personal priorities. And people expect athletes to do that. It goes back to the whole popcorn bottles thing. They expect athletes to put their their personal issues, personal stuff aside for the entertainment of them, for the for the love of the sport. And there's no, I don't question at all if Naomi Osaka loves tennis. I do applaud her for saying that. Even though I love tennis, tennis is not important in my mental health. Hell, she was willing to get fined every event not to do that because her she understands. And a lot of people today are understanding. A lot of athletes today are understanding that yeah, money money is good. We need money, of course, but it's like you need your mental health more. And she's taking a stand and I I applaud her for that. And it's it just it goes it goes back to it goes back to what's important. Like again, I'm not saying that take away media coverage. I mean that's those those millions upon millions of jobs. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the leagues have to find a better way for media availability. And I understand that athletes are st- even if you like like for instance, if you make media availability for the next day. I understand athletes still aren't going to want to do it, but I bet you're going to get better answers than you get if an athlete just lost five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. I put money. You're going to get a more thought provoking answer from an athlete that just, that just won. You'll get it a better answer the next day than you would. They won five minutes ago. And the the part where she said that she doesn't feel that athlete, you know a lot of the media care doesn't care about their mental health or their well being they don't the media the media does not care about your mental health at all they care that they get the story they care that they get what they get because what they get is their livelihood so. You know, it it, it it just doesn't, it doesn't, I, uh, congratulations and shout out to Naomi Osaka for taking time and, 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 and really putting her mental health above a sport, above money. She's going to, she's going to, she's not going to make a lot of money, but thank you for putting mental health above everything. Even if that means ruffling up the waters or or disturbing disturbing the peace thank you for doing it for the for the athlete that you know maybe is a little more hesitant in doing it so and i hope that you know she says she's going to step away from the game i hope that she gets what she needs to get i hope that she understands that you know i hope that she's able to get her mental health right 
That's the most important thing. Because money's good. Money's important. But what is what good is money when you're when your health physically and mentally is 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 wrecked and destroyed and and you know you're miserable so and and on top of that it's affecting the thing that you love the most or the thing that you've you've worked your hardest to do and that's this craft you love like if this if if podcasting hell i don't make no money off this at all but if podcasting started really affecting my mental health, I would quit this joint in a heartbeat. I put a lot of money, time, sweat, equity. I put a lot into this. But if this joint started affecting my mental health, yeah, it's over with. And I don't make no money off it. But I love doing this. I love coming to you guys two times a week and talking about sports. But. Even if I had millions upon millions of fans, if this joint right here started affecting me mentally, it's over with. So I understand. I understand. And I commend her for making that making that decision to to step away. Hell, she probably was going to win the French Open. So I just hope that she finds what she needs to find and she she gets the mental health together. So uh, shouts out to her. Let's move forward. So we talked about uh, the other day or last week, we talked about Julio Jones, uh, pretty much the Falcons wanting to trade him. And I, I gave, what, five perfect destinations for him. And a report came out saying that the Seattle Seahawks are trying or are, are, are trying to get Julio Jones. And I say this all the time, but you can look at this from two coins. You can look at it from one coin, or you can look at it from two sides of the coin. One side is great move. You know, you have Julio Jones, you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett. This pretty much makes your offense or yeah, your receiving core unstoppable. Hell, you can just throw it up and someone's gonna catch it. That's and and it really gives that certified number one for Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson with Julio and Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be something different. But on the flip side and on the other side, the reason why I don't, I don't know if it'll be good is because what are you giving up? You gave up a fortune to get Jamal Adams. And while that helps, you still have a trash defense and you're, and I say this all the time with Seattle for some reason, but your offensive line is still horrible. So while you have Julio, what are you giving up? How many more draft picks do you have to give up? Because you gave up a fortune for um, Jamal Adams, and you still have to find a way to extend him. So what are you really giving up for Julio Jones? I, I don't. I, not to mention, I think Julio Jones would be a better fit. I don't know for the Packers or for the England or for Baltimore, but. And I understand it's Julio. Like, Julio would be good anywhere. But it's just like, for the Seattle side, how much do you have to give up? Because, you know, you ain't, got a, you ain't got a lot of number ones. I think, I mean, no, you ain't got a lot of first-round picks. I think the next first-round pick they got in like three years because of Jamal Adams' trade, maybe two or three years. Like, and I don't think that the Falcons are going to want to trade arguably the best wide receiver in the league for a pick that they're not going to see for the next three or two to three years. 
So, I don't know, man. I, it's, I think it'll be fun. But I just, I just think if you're going to continue to make trades, Seattle, you still need to help and get more protection for Russell Wilson. You still need to address the defensive line. So, hell, hell, you might want to sign KJ, KJ Wright back. Like, he's still unsigned. Like, you let Griffin go. So, it's, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I like, it'll be a, it'll be fun to see. Uh, but I just don't think it's needed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that Julio and Seattle would be a good fit because of how much you're giving up. And when you give up so much, you won't be able to affect, you know, you won't be able to really address others, other positions that you need to address. So while, you know, Russell West, Russell Wilson will have a whole bunch of passing yards, a whole bunch of touchdowns, he'll probably still be sacked as much because the offensive line is still garbage. So, yeah, man, let's move forward. Oh, man. I don't – all right, so Jake Paul, it has been official that Jake Paul will be fighting um, – UFC fighter Tyron Woodley uh, in for a Showtime event boxing. I don't understand. You know, I do understand. I understand why UFC fighters are doing this. I understand why. I don't remember his name, but homeboy that fought Jake Paul, uh, Nate Robinson. I understand why people are doing this because this is probably the biggest paycheck that they would have ever gotten. Hell, Tyron Woodley even said that this is his this fight is his biggest paycheck he's ever gotten. But UFC, look, UFC is not boxing, bro. Hell, every <laughs> the dude, the last UFC fighter should have told you that. Like UFC, it's a different technique, it's a different mindset, it's a different way to approach. The fight, bruh, like, I'm not saying Tyron Wood is going to lose. He could. He probably will. I'm not saying Jake Paul's freaking Floyd, but what I'm saying is boxing is not UFC. And last time I checked, hasn't Tyron Woodley, like, had some tough stretches recently of, of losing? Like, oh, man. I just, I understand that it's showtime. I understand this box office. I understand uh, this, that, and the third, but UFC is not boxing. And if you continue to get UFC fighters to fight Jake Paul or any boxer, that is an advantage on the boxer. If they're boxing, that is an advantage on the boxer. And there's a difference between a, a boxing UFC fighter. You know, there's like, there's either UFC fighters that like to be, you know, Boxing and, and, and fighting and then there's UFC fights like the ground. It's completely different. It's different technique, different angles. Like and and hell, I know I don't know. I'm not no UFC fighter. I'm not no boxer, but I can see there's a clear difference between boxing and UFC. And yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I mean, hey. If Tyron congratulations to Tyron Woodley, congratulations to Jake Paul to carrying the fight. Biggest bag, Tyron Willie, that you ever received. Congratulations. Hey, man, shouts out to you. I just, I'm just, I just, uh, boxing is not UFC. And you know what's worth? Boxers and UFC fighters know this. 
Do you think you think this is novice? Like they know boxing is not UFC. How you can three on three basketball is not five on five basketball. Half court basketball is not full court basketball. Water polo is not swimming. Oh no. Water polo is not swimming relay races. Shock put is not track running. Like, congratulations to them. Congratulations to them. And lastly, man, I just want to say congratulations and shouts out to Boston College and Virginia for winning the college or Boston College women and Virginia men for winning the lacrosse championship. I actually, it's funny, man, and I put this on Twitter, but God's funny, man. I So I work in sports as far as, you know, media, camera, stuff like that. And I remember watching the national, the, the football national championship and thinking to myself, I, you know, I prayed that I, I really want to work a national championship one day. And who would have thought? I would never have thought that it would be uh, lacrosse. But I worked the Boston College lacrosse, and it was a great experience, man. Shouts out to those ladies. They beat Syracuse and Virginia. They won in a nail-biter against Maryland. Maryland was like ten, like five seconds left. He shot it. I think he hit like the 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 bar. It was close. It was it was a nail biter. They both won. But yeah, congratulations to Boston College and congratulations to La, uh, Virginia Lacrosse for winning the national championship. Definitely well deserved for the ladies and both the men. Definitely, definitely well deserved. And there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys for supporting. Appreciate you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by my birthday. So it would definitely, definitely, definitely mean a lot. Um, If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, uh, long sleeve, sweater, hoodie, uh, joggers, they don't have shorts. Unfortunately, they don't have shorts. But... If you want to unpopular podcast merch, the link is in the description below. It's starting to get a little hot, as you can clearly see. I, I'm whipping out my unpopular. I'm putting the sweaters away. I'm, I'm whipping out the unpopular podcast shirts now. Go get you one. I, it definitely would mean a lot. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And until next time, much love. The truth is obscured in my perception So take a hit on the shit Feel the resin on our fingertips And let your pillow, pillow, let it go Reached into my mind for reflection The truth is obscured in my perception So take a hit on the shit Feel the resin on our fingertips And watch your pillow, pillow, let it go Sketch a little friend and you can pick a date We can roll one up and blow one up Sit back and watch everything ricochet
since I last seen ya Clip blunts in them ashtrays while we speak up all them past days You know I still have faith It's been ten months since I last seen ya Clip blunts in them ashtrays while we speak up all them past days You know I still have faith I still have faith Schedule it freely, you can pick a date We can rollin' up and rollin' up Sit back and watch everything ricochet Schedule it freely, you can pick a date We can rollin' up and rollin' up Never retain, it's never the same, it's never the same. Lead this world with some inspiration. I take the bait before pure gold. Come to grips with your intuition. Hear the whispers of your soul. Stay you down the road, your own. It's all your own. And it's lost, it's never retained. It's never the same, it's never the same. Lead this world with some inspiration. I take the bait before pure gold. Come to